Oh. Do I have a glass? No. no. Come on. <laughs> it's got a frostproof liner, John. That's better than glass. Don't need a glass. That was engineered to ensure the taste of this fine gold medal winning product. I don't know when it won a gold medal last. I'm sure it won a gold medal sometime in its life. In the last 24 hours? Nope. Oh. No, it was not the award winning beer. <laughs> the award winning beer. No. The award winning beer goes to PBR. Yeah, I can't stand like that. Yeah. It's kind of no, since they stopped putting the the real ribbon around it, uh-huh. Kind of not interested. It's just uh, <laughs> You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers made right down the street from where you live and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and why we love beer. Ah, why we love beer. The best part about beer school is... The homework. The homework is beer. Are we going to assign homework all summer vacation? Yeah. Do our students even get a summer vacation? No. You know what summer vacation is? What is it? Beer festivals. The Oregon Brewers Festival. The Oregon Beers Brewers Festival. There's the Organic Festival in Oregon. Oh, hippies. That, that happens uh, at the end of June. There's another beer festival in Oregon. There's the, the week before the, the Falconer f- thing in Eugene. Oh yeah, the whatever Falcon, that is. The Falconer thing. Oh right, the the Glen. Is it the Glen Falconer? Yeah, I think is. so. Yeah, it's a fundraiser for a guy who used to be a brewer. Yes, and they made a scholarship in his name. Yes, to oh. send a little assistant budding brewer to uh, what Cybel or to some place or Davis, Davis, or Davis one, or either one. Flip. I'm coin. sure it's on the website. Somewhere. It's on the internet. Somewhere. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. That's a name for a beer. There's lots of names for a beer. Oh, that name that we we're gonna that new name for a company that we're gonna have. Yes. <laughs> what, I don't know. Paul, what was it? Paul Frank. Paul Frank might. I'm sure Paul Frank's got lawyers that are looking for any company that comes up with the name Monkey. Yeah, actually, that was funny. Not Lucky Monkey. Wait, lu- Lucky Space Monkey. Lucky Space Monkey. Lucky, Lucky Space Monkey. But the one that came out of it was even funnier, which is One Way Space Monkey. <laughs> Ah, poor little monkeys. This is the strangest can ever. This has got to be a bit of marketing on this on this widget thing on the side. The little indentation that makes this beer pour faster into it. Oh, I think it. I think it's smart. Yeah, I think that somebody actually came up with this. Is because it, it makes sense. We're talking about the, the coarse cans that have the new little yeah. the little indentation to let air get back into the can faster. It's got a bigger hole, and air gets into the can faster. That adds to its quality and taste, I think. It must. Not about making you drink it faster. Well, or getting it out of the getting it out of the can into a glass, which is the way we should be drinking this, but we're not. We don't even have the proper glassware, although it is in front of us. <laughs> that would be a 32-ounce plastic cup. <laughs> Do we have any of those here? Oh, I'm quite happy drinking it out of the can. Because, you know, cans can go places the bottles can't, like the beach, the boardwalk. They're, they're 75% lighter. Yes. They, um, you know how they make them lighter? They use lighter fluid. <laughs> and that's the show, kids. Okay. Well, the homework. The homework, <laughs> the homework is beer. <laughs> we have. We have. So the thing we're going to talk about today is. Um, 
is something that I thought of while I was at the Craft Brewers Conference. John went someplace fancy and I didn't. Yeah, in San Diego. I invited Motor along. He was like, <laughs> Motor's enslaved to himself. I have to work. My boss is making me work. I'm like, Motor, you work for you. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> You would have had to walk everywhere. Motor, motor sightings at festivals this year. You're going to, if you see me, you know it's a good festival. <laughs> well, right. So what you're going to go to? Wait, what two festivals? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking three. So you're going to go to Oregon Brewers Fest, of course. Oh, you're going to go to um, the the Anderson Valley. I don't think I'm going to do that. Really? Yes. Wow. There's people that are flying in, listeners that are flying in, expecting to see you. We'll just we'll have a blow up doll or something. Okay. <laughs> with, there, a there was, with a microphone in that unusually large <laughs> hole under its nose. There's rumors that, that that you are actually just a voice of me. It's true. Notice how we never speak at the same time? <laughs> That's right, or drink at the same time either. Although that could be just one of us drinking, and then the other is just not saying anything, I've or seen, drinking at the same I've time. I've seen guys with, you know, uh, uh, my brain's dead. The, uh, you know, the puppets, and you drink the water while you're... While you're uh, mm. mm-hmm. Those guys. I can't drink and talk at the same time. Like uh, Murphy Brown's dad, Edgar Bergen. Oh yeah, I believe was his name, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCartney, or whatever the doll's name was. Right. I think I'm just isolating all of our. San Diego was a good time. Um, It was four days of seminars and festivals and tours of breweries and just a pretty pretty interesting time and this was the craft brewers Conference. this was the craft brewers conference the idea being that once a year you get all the all of the the craft brewers in the world not just the united states but the world in one place and they move this around the united states uh so that it's always in a different place uh-huh. so that beer is being represented in the locals by by everyone last year austin last year was in austin uh, which means that Shiner would have been one of the the big sponsors, and there was a another company called Real Beer that had a lot of input into the the the, the festival, and uh, so there was a lot of people that were there. Next year, it's in Boston, Boston, Boston. So probably Sam Adams will have a big presence. Boston Beer Works, I think, makes a watermelon beer, and there's oh, yeah. a bar called Twenty First Amendment right behind the State House in Boston. Mm-hmm. To tie all those strings together, those threads. Yeah, it seems like we're you know when we go to Boston, it'll be like <clears throat> there, like here. I mean, not like there. It'll be like here. Indeed. <laughs> well, anyway, the the thing was is it was okay. So the way the best way that I can describe it from geek terms of someplace that I've been before uh-huh. is the D- Apple Developer Conference, really, or the the old Macintosh Hacker Conference that was held in Michigan. You take a whole bunch of people that are basically nerds, nerds, Uh bigger geeks and nerds, you know, ever, and you put them in the same place, and you're listening to these conversations, and you can't understand any of it. You know, and and this was the most outsider. This is really the most outsider thing that I've done. And, and although I don't, I felt like an outsider for probably the first two days of it, where I just was overwhelmed by three things: the amount of beer that everybody was drinking. The second thing was <laughs> the rock, the rock stars, because it's everybody that that we've talked about in the last year. Uh-huh. Everybody who's anybody is at that is at that show okay like the guys from norway that made the o beer yeah which we're saying wrong there's an actual name for for this beer 
Um, it's our first mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't. Anyway, those guys were there, and so I talked to them for a little bit. And because they're Norwegian, it was kind of difficult to to uh, have the conversation. But still, they were they were hanging out there, uh-huh. and just a it's just kind of like i said it was it had this overwhelming feeling of that and then the last thing that overwhelmed me in this was just that everybody loved what they did i mean they're not there because they have some boring job because there's just some programmer i'm stuck owning a brewery yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no these people truly love probably more than any other group of people that I've ever been around. I mean, there's passion and there's enthusiasm and there's this sense of we have to be part of this. Uh And it's not just one company. It's everybody. And everybody has respect for the other guy, what they're doing, what they're struggling with their talk. They talk about how big is, you know, how big is your system? To a point. I mean, it's not like, it's kind of like they don't really care, but there's also the, oh, I remember brewing on, on a 10 barrel system. Yeah. You know, when the guy's brewing on how a 300. Quaint. Yeah, how quaint. Or no, how incredibly <laughs> fun that would be to brew on that again. Uh huh. So, you know, it's the, the mutual admiration of that. Um, but um, we, one of the, the fir- very, very first things that we did was we went to Stone Brewing Company. Okay. So the makers is, of Arrogant Bastard is probably make, the one yeah. that is most out there that people are going to be most likely to see. Arrogant Bastard, Double Bastard, Arrogant Bastard uh, that's been aged in wood, um, Arrogant Bastard that's on cask. And that was the very first beer that I had. Oh, really? Yeah. Arrogant Bastard on cask was, was, an, it was a mind blow because basically it's Cascade and... Uh, was the other hop? I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna remember. I'm not even gonna try. And oh, Cascade and Chinook that okay. was that it was dry hopped with and made it a different beer than it normally was. It kind of smoothed it out, and because it was on cask, it was more mellow than the normal beer. But oh my gosh, that beer was so hoppy. Really, you know, imagine all the cask beers that we've ever had, and just this was just over the top. <laughs> But Sweet. at the same, but at the same time, it wasn't just you know just hoppy to be hopped. So they have, do they have the, the barrel up on the bar or the? No, it was a hand pump. Okay. So who knows where that was? Who knows how big the cask was? Because here's a party with fourteen hundred people at, <laughs> and they're pulling this every other beer. That was a lot of beer. There was a lot of beer. There were so many taps on that behind that bar. <laughs> So they must also have a lot of guest beers. They do. Well, they represent all of local brewing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, Carl. Carl Strauss. Carl Strauss is there. Uh, Ale Smith is there. Um, I don't think. Uh, Pizza Port. Pizza Port's there. Port yeah, Port Brewing is and there. And Lost Abbey. And Lost Abbey. So, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what's on tap, although there's some other breweries that we're going to forget. But the reality is that all of the all of everybody is represented and for good reason because this place is huge 
It's like going to Disneyland. I've seen pictures. That's the best pictures, I can say. Pictures do not do this justice. Well, their Castaway Brewery is now Port Brewing's production facility, right? Am I getting that right? Mm. Their old brewery, yeah. their old production brewery that got too small for them is the big move up for another right. brewery. And then Port Brewing, then Castaway, their old brewing brewery into uh, Lost Abbey. Okay. So here's I'm I'm imagining what. What's going to happen when, when um, arrogant bastard becomes so big? Excuse me. When, and so arrogant. When, yeah, it's so big and so arrogant that stone has to become bigger again. And I hope they bought the land next door to them. Yeah, if you put in money like that, you usually have a lot of empty space next to you. Yeah, it's like all those soccer fields around Pixar and Emeryville. Their soccer fields. Their soccer fields. <laughs> There's a lot for, of flat lawn next yeah. to the Pixar buildings. There's soccer fields for a reason. Um, so you walk into this thing. It, I swear, it's the biggest brewery that I've ever walked into. That was a craft brewery. Okay. Um, to put it in perspective, it's a fourteen million dollar facility. Okay. Okay. So most brew pubs, when you when you open a brand new one today, cost about a million bucks. Okay. Five hundred thousand if you're if you're if you're somewhere else, but you know by the time you're all said and done to open that to open the doors in your restaurant brew pub, it's going to be about that much money. So they built something that's fourteen times bigger than anything that I've ever seen. They're stainless. <laughs> They're stainless everywhere. There's three kettles that are that are ready to go. There's um, the the fermenters go all the way to the ceiling. Uh huh. It just it's it's incredible. I mean, you walk around, you're like, wow, 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 wow. And it's a it's a little bit overwhelming because wow because <laughs> it's a it, it it's like when you see this, you're like, you had this. I had this vision. Of how how uh, arrogant bastard was made, you know, on this pretty small, probably thirty barrel system that was being that was in operation twenty, you know, at least six days a week, uh-huh. making these beers, and also because you know you, you only see bottles and you see a keg once in a while at Tornado or somewhere else you know, of arrogant bastard, it's like okay, well, this isn't that big of a brewery. They can't get this everywhere mm-hmm. and they're they're totally set to dominate and take over the world maybe they're just gonna fill swing pools with it maybe i don't know spa treatment beer spa sure well and it's a you know the marketing of it's kind of still amazing to me you know where on the back of arrogant bastard it says you will not like this beer right it's like the challenge, you know, to the to the beer snob. Uh-huh. They're like, all right, I'm <laughs> sure I won't like that beer. And most people don't like the beer because it's just over the top. But enough people like the beer that they can make these gigantic investments and know that they're going to come out. And I, you know, I'm going to say that I don't think I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, and I probably, well, I probably don't, will never be privileged to these numbers. There's some bottle caps in front of us. I don't think that Arrogant Bastard is their flagship beer. I'm probably going to say I'm going to say that Stone Pale is probably their biggest seller. Okay. That Stone IPA is probably their bigger seller, and that Arrogant Bastard is like, yeah, we still brew that. Okay. I have no clue. No, I don't either. I'm just because I'm not I'm not tough enough to drink that beer. <laughs> 
But this delicious Coors Light, let me tell you, yum. Just so you can hear the aluminum can with the frost brewed liner. So I'll post the pictures of this place. But there's, just so everyone knows, if you're in San Diego taking the fam to uh, Wally World or uh, Marine World or Legoland where you want to go. I want to go to Legoland. You owe it to yourself to spend the afternoon at this place because there's a uh, pond out in front. <laughs> there's a pond. I like that. <laughs> pond would be good for you, Motor. <laughs> there's a pond out in front. There's a um, a great patio to sit on uh, where you know it's made out of rock. I mean, it's not called stone brewing for a com- for a reason. <sighs> So there's, you know, it's this beautiful rock uh, outside patio. And then the bar on the inside where it's just, you know, big glass all the way to the ceiling. Excuse me. So you can see the brewery behind? Yeah. So it's the it's the traditional uh, brew pub hookup. Mm-hmm. Like, look, that's the window so you can see where the beer gets made so, on a gigantic scale. Yeah. So imagine, like, at the 21A, just to put this in perspective, the 21A has a window into the into the brewery up on the upstairs. Right. So does Stone, right? But the window is four by six. No, it's not even four. It's like three by six feet. Six feet tall, three feet wide. And you can see the the all the fermenters and the kettle and the and the mash tun barely and the disco the d- ball the disco ball and the uh yeah. the greasy dick uh cooler box yeah so all that's there and stone you're sitting at the bar going and you look you have to turn your head this way wow it goes all the way over there and you turn your head that way it goes all the way over there like that's about the whole length of the 21a <laughs> as big as that window is it's huge Huge, huge, and it's filled with water, and there's Shamu behind it. Oh, that's someplace else. In San that's Diego. that's Marine World <sighs> or yeah. Sea World. Sea World. Yeah. So if you're taking Sea World, your- I think was owned by Budweiser for a while. Uh, I don't know if it was the one in San Diego, but I know they owned they owned Bush Gardens, and uh, they had something to do with some of those marine places. I have, I have no idea. But then the we're dolphins not. kept dying because they were kept in tanks of lager. <laughs> They said, you have to divest yourself of this animal part. <laughs> they do, don't do keep the dolphins in lager. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, John. Dolphin safe lager. Yes. See, they couldn't put dolphin safe lager on the side of, of uh, bush beer. That's if why they it, switched to NASCAR. You can keep NASCAR drivers in lawn beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Stone. Stone was amazing. So go there. Go and enjoy the day. Go to Stone. Go to Stone. In Escondido. If you're always, taking your great aunt to Lawrence Welk Village, it's right on the way. <laughs> I have to say this. Every time I see the sign that says Escondido, I'm like, they forgot the L. I don't get it. <laughs> Spell, go see the go. E-S-C-O-N-D-I-D-O. Yeah. Oh, John. <laughs> John, John, John. <laughs> yeah, it's like my joke. What's the most no, important ingredient in dill bread? <laughs> Dough. <laughs> no. So see, where else you go, John? <laughs> no, it's every single time I see that sign, I just like you know, I'm like, it's like Beavis and Butthead going and action. <laughs> 
uh, hey guys, every single time that we say action, that can't be funny. This is the 87th time, so one more time. Like, And action. <coughs> anyway, so that, see, the sign is the same thing. It's funny every time. Sweet. Uh, huh? So after Stone, I went to a bunch of seminars the next day about beer marketing and beer manufacturing and beer automation and beer. Uh, oh, the energy uh, modifying your brewery to recapture energy that's smart was actually a really uh really amazing thing because these guys are talking about all of the things that they're doing to keep to reuse heat uh, and the guys up at sierra nevada have spent a lot of money mm-hmm. taking advantage of state developed tax benefits to do this so the entire roof of the of of sierra has solar panels on it uh-huh. like every inch and they're they're getting as much power out of that as, as possible they have um they're they're re, they're recycling their own water before dumping it into the municipal oh right that's a that's a huge issue as breweries grow bigger yeah. um what waste goes into the system right and i think sarah built their own on-site thing yeah and they're pulling methane out of that with which they put into uh uh pressure cows (laughs) no they're putting they're putting in pressure vessels so that they can use it to to fire the 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 boiler oh cool yeah well actually hot but and then they put um uh heat collectors on the top of the kettle so the exhaust for the kettle, and so they're grabbing most of the heat that they can out of that, and then they're putting that back into preheating water. So anything that any any heat exchange that's happening, they're trying to capture all that, and it makes you money. And yeah, and, <laughs> and some of it they're able to to push back onto the the grid. You know when they when they're when they're not at capacity. Uh huh. But that's not the point. The point is is that here's this business that they know what their power footprint is and so if they're able to lower their power footprint and they're able to capture back some of of energy by using full photovoltaics and heat capture and methane capture and all that other conversion that they that they're doing uh, in the long run it'll it will uh balance out well it lowers it, it as energy prices become more volatile and a lot of your business is based on having a lot of water and then heating a lot of water yeah if you can if you can know that you can basically the operating cost of heating water becomes zero because you put capital inputs into all these devices that feed back warmer water to your system Instead of saying, I don't know what the what the deal is, but instead of saying 100% of the power that you use to heat things has to be purchased, maybe they're down to, I don't know, 25%. Right. And that, that 25% is a huge number. And if that – but because they've reduced it by 75%, it's less volatile in the future when they – you know, right. prices go up. Right. When, yeah. when electricity and gas and all the other power things – the the idea being if you're able to take if you take water out of the tap and you have to heat it that water's pretty much at 55 degrees yeah so you got to heat that to boiling and that has that has a fixed cost we know what that is but let's say that you're able to K, no, it right? It's N. It's Z. Okay, it's delta it's, something. It's delta something. But if you're able to heat up your water to say from 55 degrees to 95 degrees, 
and you get that for free right okay we've you've just you have a 40 degree differential in that that means you're using that much less energy to go right huge and time too and time right because you don't right you're already at you're already at 95 and so to get to to boiling isn't going to be that much more it's going to be that much less time ask anybody in a small brewery uh what words they say when they come in in the morning expecting the timer to have fired the kettle and the kettle didn't get fired in the middle of the night those are some pretty words that they use there's only one word that they use and it doesn't start with s (laughs) sometimes it starts with j or in this case it started with m so uh, mike d so so uh what were we talking about oh right. sierra nevada sierra nevada the, the, the heat the heat thing um the fascinating thing is that there's all kinds of things in a brewery that 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 are exchanging heat right so might as well use those those things like even as you're trying to cool the beer capture the heat out of the heat exchanger and put it back into something else right fascinating and so uh, so cbc hosts 1600 brewers during the during the four days and some media and some media <laughs> yeah there was like 80 people in the media that were there they had a they had a kind of a nice talk for for us they um, one of the things that was going on while this was happening was the world beer cup World Beer Cup happens in the United States every two years. So this is the next next year. It'll be in I don't know, England or okay, some place Turkey, that's not the United States. Some place that's not the United States. And the reason they do that is they they really you know why they want not? to pretend that they're the world as opposed to the World Series. <laughs> exactly. Some, not, if the teams are good enough, we play it in Canada sometimes. <laughs> you know, remember when Canada won? No. Toronto won that one year. So it really was the World Series for once. And then they uh, discontinued Montreal. Yes. So now there's only one possibility of the world winning instead of two. Anyway, they uh, the World Beer Cup is there, and they, they have to have... I don't have the number of entries that was here. We can have the link to that because it's a bunch of stats. It doesn't matter. But what's important, the the big stats to remember on this is that there's 20,000 bottles of beer that are that are gathered together, <laughs> sorted, moved around, and then judged. And it takes them two days to do the judging. Wow. Possibly three. Two days. <laughs> How many judges do they have? They have... There's a bun- there's, there's got to be a, a bunch of judges. There's a bunch of twenty thousand bottles of beer is a lot of beer. Yeah, it's a lot of beer, and that's for all the categories. There's ninety ninety six categories uh-huh. that come in. So you know, do the math on that. Some of the like the IPA category had ninety f- some entries into uh-huh. it, and then that's not the only IPA category. They have American IPA. They have traditional IPA. They have english inspired ipa they have ipa double ipa west coast ipa not west coast ipa where it's like okay you guys have expanded the ipa rule so that pretty much ipa can get entered into any category (laughs) which is what seems like and then you get the ever popular american premium lager which is uh, michelob i think um yeah (laughs) 
I anyway, never understood that one. It's all kind of confusing, and and they're going to have to keep expanding the number the the beer categories as the brewers come up with other categories to 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 brew styles too. Right. They don't have a choice because uh, you know the 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 clever guy that put uh muskrat in the beer. Muscat. Great. I'm sorry. Hopefully muscat. it's not muskrat. <laughs> that might be gross. <laughs> it might cause it to spontaneous ferment if you drop the muskrat. Especially if you don't take the pelt off, it will definitely ferment. Yeah. Ferment. Ooh. <laughs> if it's really hot, it might ferment. What was it that they have? I'm not going to. Oh, plumquats. Oh, yeah. Plum In Compunction. I was up at Russian River last week, and they had the Compunction beer, I believe, is the one with plumquats. Russian River is brewed in Santa Rosa, which was the home of Luther Burbank, the famous agriculturist who invented all sorts of cross-bred uh, things and plumquats. A cross between apricots and plums was was one of the fruits that he came up with. That sounds like a tasty thing. Yes. All right. Brewers everywhere. Brewers everywhere. A lot of stinky rubber boots. Nobody wore boots. Nobody wore Except for this one dude. He was wearing pink boots at the at the big gala dinner. Uh-huh. And he was basically helping promote the new pink boots. I want to say society, but that's not the right word. Yeah, but it's something like that. Yeah, it's like the club. It's the girls' club. Yeah. And the idea being that have a organization that supports women in brewing. Uh-huh. And so that guy was wearing the pink boots and to help promote the... To promote the club, I guess. Desinex. I'm thinking he wasn't going to be part of that club. <sighs> Pardon me. I don't know. She left him in my room last night. Figured I'd wear them. <laughs> my shoes were gone and these pink boots were there. When she chased me out of the room, this is the only thing I could find to put on my feet. Fortunately, they fit. Um, well, anyway, I think that... I could keep talking about the other festivities of this. Uh, well, you got to well, see. We too, is, it, we, is the place that you went that isn't open yet? That's not top secret anymore. No, no, that's not top secret anymore. That's 30th and University is where Toronado is. Sweet. Well, okay, so when I was texting uh, everybody, hey, I'm at Toronado. They're like, dude, I'm at Toronado. Where the, you're not here. I'm like, no, I'm at Toronado. Real. <laughs> like, dude, you're not at Toronado. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm in Toronado at San, in San Diego. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. It looks exactly like Tornado. It, it's going to look exactly like. I'm sure they're going to paint it the same color. And there's already that half door on uh-huh. the front. It's so like, and you walk up, and it's in the. There's two windows on either side. It is the spitting image. Sweet. In its unfinished state already, as as the tornado in san francisco it's going to take a couple of years before they get enough stickers to reach critical mass yeah well we get a sticker up right away if i can figure out where to get the sticker made quickly (laughs) quickly enough uh dave i got to ride down on the plane with dave keen oh cool yeah it was a really good time that was uh that made it worth the trip right there um, I've never actually had the. I've never actually been able to have a whole hour of conversation with. Oh, so you're sitting right with him? I was sitting right with him. Yeah. Cool. I was like the third to the last guy on the plane because of my your love for my, my our t- state security. My, my TSA problem continues. Uh, I'm 
I don't want to go into it. I'm just, <laughs> I just, you know, uh, if you, if anybody who's seen me has you know been around who I am, you can look right at me and go, dude, you were the you were not totally a, a terrorist. You threat. were totally a terrorist threat. I have long hair. I got a beard. I got a bad back and Osama bin Foster. I am yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> the weirdest thing though, while annoying, leaving. San Francisco, uh-huh. coming back from San Diego, getting picked out in a crowd by TSA and saying, um, you need to come with us <laughs> and getting put into the short line. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, come on. They love you, John. Evidently. Well, you know, when you become recognizable in a crowd and, oh, maybe this is why they pulled me out of the crowd. I didn't think about this. What? The way my, so I, when I checked my bag... I put all the bottles of beer uh-huh. in the bag, and I put my power book and a bunch of cable, uh-huh. and maybe the combination of the power book, the cable, and the bottles didn't quite look right in the x-ray. You know, I don't travel with bottles, but I have a stainless steel tube that's about a foot long, about an inch around, that I carry my toothbrush in. Mm. And that... That's got rarely, rarely causes confusion. The only time I was coming back from Germany at Frankfurt Airport, they got confused about what was in my bag, and they opened it up, and it was model trains. Nerd. Um, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. I'm so glad I bought those when the dollar was worth something. <laughs> they were damned expensive. Those trains would not. Yeah, those trains would not be worth. Oh, there's back. a there's a great shop on Sepulveda Boulevard in like either L. A. or uh, Culver City. Uh, I forget what the, it's a train store, and it's like the greatest train store in the United States. And they sell my very obscure brand of trains there. And I walk in, and it's like that's hundreds of dollars. Uh, I can't afford that. We'll add it to the list. Modeltraintalk.com. No, we'll add it to the list. Cohog clams, steaks, model trains. No, I don't expect model trains. You know, somebody's... Who did I get? One of our listeners uh, from, I want to say Australia, we got into some train dork talk. Oh, that's right. He was up doing signaling work. He sent us train porn. That was really cool. Yeah. And Michelle's mom. Hello, Michelle's mom. We understand that you and I have something else in common. Our love of the Budweiser and Clamato stuff. You know, John just shakes his head. No, no, I'm not <laughs> shaking my head. I'm shaking my head because I did post research on this uh-huh. just to see what the kids were saying. Uh-huh. I went to ratebeer.com, which uh-huh. is like... Uh, we're never any losers complain about beer pretty much we're all the that's we're, motor at beerschool.com we're all the geeks who have something to say about somebody's beer who deserved or not and you know i've even done it on this show a little bit once you know who you are um what was i gonna say oh, oh right clamato the, yeah, the, the the they hated that beer I think it collectively got a, a, an F minus. This isn't anything like an IPA that I like. It's got seafood in it, so I don't like it. Oh, and the color of it? It looks like something that came out of... It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. And it's weird, and I like it. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say, after reviewing this beer, what was it, three episodes ago? Or, oh, no, the weird beer. Yeah. So when we did weird beer, and it was absolutely, it was perfect for the show. Yeah. I'm going to say this. We 
needed to have that in the plastic 16 ounce glass that you can't see through. Oh, see, I like the way that it's got little bits of krill stuck. Yeah, in the I know, of the but glass. I'm just saying that it sort of that sort of grossed I want me a can out. Can of that right now? Because sort of gross. cook with it. Do pasta. <laughs> You could do pasta. Great. Oh, if you're. Oh I, no I love, no no no! Here, this is what you make in it: steam mussels in it. Yeah, maybe. No, because it'd be fighting with the natural taste of the mussels. You don't want to have. You don't want to have clams and and mussels. Okay, clams. Get a bunch of clams and and steam the clams in the colmado, and bud. We still have to have the what? I still want to know what's the difference between. Bud Light with Clamato and Bud yeah. Clamato. I'm like, what's the too. point? Like, there's no... If you're going to do that, then... Anyway. But I got to tell you, kids, this summer, if you see it, grab a can and know what you're getting into. It is Bud Light and Clamato, just like the Golden Vanilla at Thirsty Bear is beer with vanilla in it. <laughs> and it's delicious if you like vanilla. <laughs> it's actually better if you... And and they're going to hate me for saying this, but if you mix it with the, the stout... Uh-huh. That's pretty good. It tames the it tames the the ruggedness of the stout. Tames the ruggedness of the stout, and it and it cuts out uh, most of the uh, pucker factor of the vanilla. John, what on your list? Do you have talk about the poolside bar? Oh my gosh, this was the coolest <laughs> thing. All right, talk about we're back still down with John in San Diego. Talk and- about. Talk about He's running beer. around in his Bermuda shirt and his his uh, his shorts and his flip flops and his big David Lee Roth. Talk hat. about beer love. Okay, so the Southern California homebrew group, and I once again, I'm it's John at Beer School. I'm ill prepared. I don't have their exact name. The geeks, the beer geeks, built a room in the beach cabana or the the pool cabana that was that held a hundred kegs. It had a hundred taps, some kind of CO two system that made the whole thing continue continue to work, and it kept it all cold. Sweet, it was pretty incredible. Oh, and then it had a thing on the top of a uh, piece of wood across the top where they could put tap handles. Nice, so you could see what you were getting. The problem was is that they didn't quite have it totally aligned. There was a little bit of of wavering and swerving. Yeah. yeah. Swerving and wavering, exactly. Well, leave it to the beer guys to not get it perfect. And was this all for free? Yeah, no charge. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and so there was, seriously, 100 beers from all over. So and these were commercial, or were there some homebrews thrown in with it? Or There was no homebrews at this, at that, okay. on that, and I... And for good reason, because these are the this is what the the brewers brought, right? Right. So twenty one A brought down a keg of IPA. Okay, which is not called twenty one A IPA anymore. It's called something else. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have to learn that. Yeah, it's weird. We're not their little pet monkeys if we can't remember those. Hell or high watermelon. Yeah, hell or high watermelon. <laughs> we got that one right. But, Cue the um, Y and T music in the background. <laughs> That's funny. But the other one is, oh, it's uh, live, live free, free or, or brew. Die or no, no. Live, brew free or die. That's it. It's brew free or die IPA. It's growing on me. Take a shower. Wash that off. 
what were some of the more interesting beers that you had well, around the poolside bar? Okay, so one of the things that that was gone in one and a half hours. So poolside opens one and a half hours. No more salvation uh-huh. from Russian River. So obviously, Vinny only brought a five gallon keg. <laughs> Because there's no way that uh, 16 gallons would be gone like that. I don't know. Hard to know. So anyway, there was no salvation by the end of... The, uh, there was no salvation. There was no salvation. So Because um, uh, the Pope was in town on New York and Washington. Same thing. There is no salvation. Uh, uh, Cuvée de Tommy, uh-huh. which is uh, Tommy Arthur's from... Tommy Arthur's beer from uh, Port. Uh-huh. Uh, that was gone af- after day two. Okay. Uh, that actually won a gold medal, which was pretty cool. You know, and th- some of the beers that we'd been trying uh, during the week at the... What the hell is that? I don't know. It's fascinating, though. There's something around here making noise. Maybe it's somebody outside. Okay, mark the time. Go. What question? <laughs> How did my iPod just start? How did your iPod just start making noise there, John? I don't know. It was in my pocket. Oh, uh, are you Twittering yourself again? No. Twittering. Uh, Twitter.com slash John Foster. <laughs> You could have you could have watched all the things that I did. <laughs> it was it was IPAs. It was big fat Belgium style beers. It was pales. It was basically what everybody, what every brewer was pretty proud of uh-huh. to bring. Um, and not everything was awesome. <laughs> really? Well, sometimes you, sometimes it's just too hot outside uh-huh. for the for the a imperial big, stout. Yeah, that doesn't work. Sorry about that. Trumer won an award, you said, right? Yeah, uh, it's a uh, in its category. It got a gold, as it should, as it should. And uh, at the table, the people from Iron Springs were there. Oh, I don't remember his name. It's in my. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <clears throat> the peoples. I want to say his name is Dave, but that's not right. Dave's not here. Dave's not. Just here. had to say that. Uh, anyway, he, his brewery won a gold okay. and that was really exciting because, you know, pretty much everybody around us, the, the cool kids table is winning awards and the cool kids are like, did we enter this? Did we enter this category? I don't remember. What did I send in? What did I send in? And I'm thinking, okay, you guys sent in three beers. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. What you I said, whatever. And I, I, it was kind of funny because you know, if if you if they were serious about if the cool kids were really serious about an award, uh-huh. they would have known what they cat- sent what they sent in, <laughs> what they were waiting for, <laughs> what they were waiting for. But what? the but the funny thing is, well, obviously we didn't get a bronze or a silver because we're going to get gold. <clears throat> exactly. Oh, we didn't oh, send we that didn't way. Send in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and part of it is is you know, when you ha- when you hang out with brewers on the subject of beer, right, or beer awards. On the surface, they're like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't enter these things because it costs a lot of money, or I don't. Uh-huh. I didn't send my beer. I don't remember what I what I sent it. Yeah, I don't know. and and the reality is is that the ego is being hacked 
with each entry that didn't even get a you know Aww. a mention. And you can it it's weird to see that you know on the surface like uh, I don't care. And, like, and, it, <laughs> and then there's this pouty thing that happens later on. Awards are for losers. Yeah, awards are for losers. <laughs> awards are for socks. Dude, I'm not selling out and going mainstream yeah. and getting awards. Well, if I get an award, then I'm going to have to put it up in my brewery and I'm going to have to put a thing in my menu that says I have a award-winning gold medal beer. <sighs> the right. So we should give out awards to everybody who didn't get an award. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, John's getting excited. You've got to send us a beer. <laughs> uh, those guys. Anyway, uh, the brewer. Send us a beer with a tw- with a $100 bill, uh, the name written on a $100 bill, taped to the bottle, and we will judge it appropriately. Mm, that's right. And uh, if you send us a beer with a $20, $20 taped to the bottle. And you see, wonder why we don't mention your beer? Yeah. You'll, you'll be able to figure well, that no, out. Well, no, no, no. Basically, you can you can pay for your your award right so it's a 50 dollar bill it's a hundred dollar bill or 20 yeah so 20 is going to get you this category uh 50 is going to get you in this category and a hundred or hundreds hundreds yes i think they still make thousand dollar bills uh good luck finding one good luck finding somebody to be able to take it <laughs> they're gonna go uh what's this this has got to be fake Give it to the toll taker at the bridge. Get your license plate written down. <laughs> then you're really going to be attacked by the ATA or the ATA, the Homeland Security a- TSA. TSA. Every John, they're just keeping it safe. I am obviously a threat to my country. You are. I am. I've listened to your other shows. <laughs> I am a threat. Obviously, you'll probably turn a G three into a bomb. Evidently, my suitcase looked like one. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's see. CBC twenty thousand rock stars posers. No posers. Oh, that's because I didn't go. Yeah, you didn't go. That was everybody kept asking. Hey, where's motor? Where's motor? Told him I was. Didn't I? Didn't I announce on the last show that I died? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That was the uh, that was the April first show, and the April first show was only visible to a few people. <laughs> That was the uh, the the tribute, the farewell tribute to beer school. Uh, Earl, the quarters champion, and you don't remind me. And the silent Italian, yeah, the silent Italian. That that bit did not go over well. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a joke that would have worked in in video that didn't work in radio at all. Podcasting. Podcasting. A.K.A. Radio. Did this, did this, did that. So you made it back from San Diego, and now we're back up here drinking Coors Light in a room that's slowly becoming dark. Yeah, we're all, we're not going to talk for much longer. <laughs> These cans don't... the col- No, they the, don't turn blue. The blue doesn't turn white. Those are specialer cans. Those are specialer bottles. Oh, they're the, oh yeah. They're, they're the bottles that do that. Why are we? Oh, right. We're drinking Coors Light because I've pretty much been craft brewed out four <laughs> days of drinking beer, talking about beer, learning about beer. So, um, my <clears throat> last thing I want to talk about from the CBC was I went to a session that had. I'm not going to name the names. 
Larry Curley and Moe. No, it's four guys. Larry and, Curley, Moe, and Champ. All right. So there's four guys on the stage, and they're all pretty much rock stars uh, within their industry, right? Uh, if you you could figure out which which session it was and who was there. And so you would think that this would have been a really motivating and dynamic talk. Right. With some support graphics, with with some jokes, which with some funny things to say and the whole thing. Given who these guys were and what their story was. So this is talking about differentiating beer in a marketplace so that you can have it attention drawn to your brewery uh-huh. okay so not just and it's not just differentiating your beer it's what what are you doing within your community to promote your product okay two of the four guys had a pretty good story uh one one guy was talking about how they have an event that happens every year they're given the keys to the city it's gone on for 12 years in the 12th year the streets were packed it was a really big deal event and now it's a destination for the city for, for that particular day it took them a while which means that they've been in business for a while and that they've kept at it and right. they've done those things the other guy talks about how he sees beer marketing happening in the in the in the place and one of them is is this company coors light coors no there's no coors light it's uh, coors molson coors molson coors <clears throat> throw basically throws money at at beer entertainment or beer as entertainment to show a lifestyle like to, this show like this. yeah they need to throw money uh, Coors if you're listening this is delicious Coors Light we're enjoying hmm. and if we don't know that you have a product that's made with Clamato let us know because I'll drink it they probably don't but they might consultant can't spell consultant without S-L-U-T so I tell all my clients can't spell consultant without in this case when we're talking about brewing uh-huh. C-A-N because rear brewer is like it's in the can. Exactly. So another thing is, if you're a big enough company, well, so uh, you basically Bear Republic uh, sponsors racing. Yeah, they're sponsor racing. Yeah, right. Um, car racing. Car racing. Sierra Nevada has some big car event that they uh, old time car thing that they have in Chico every year. Or am I thinking of another brewery? Sierra's and Chico. No, no, no. What's the company that does the big old car festival that's every... I don't know. Maybe that's in Monterey. <clears throat> Whatever. Not Whatever. Like, what? No, it's not like we get our facts wrong. I'm thinking of something else. But the idea being that you that this comp- that this beer company made this community... Did this for the community. They raised money for a shelter. They, uh, they do promotions during the year for this you know they're giving a lot back to their community uh-huh the other bars and restaurants are into it because they're like well your place obviously can't sustain all the people that are going to come right so we get the fallout and right. we're happy with that right Oh, I know what I was talking about. Talking about throwing money at advertising for the big, you know, if, like if you throw enough money at something, of some of it's going to be funny and some of it's going to stick. Uh-huh. So there's that. But the 
the question, and uh, this was the question that was like the the huge takeaway from this event was the guy asks at the end, how do you harness the geek, the guy who loves, loves, loves your beer into, into helping your company? And the panel got stumped. They're they're like uh 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 they didn't have a good they they came up with an answer but it was not even a good answer. Sell them expensive T-shirts and turn them into walking billboards. That's one way. <laughs> no, but I, and I, and I should have done this, but I'm you know I, I feel like a fish out of water in this case. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm John Foster from BeerSchool.com. I'm with the media, right? And so the answer to your question is tell the beer geeks tell their friends that they should like the beer yes go and not buy like trumer not like the beer or Radeberg. Or not like the beer i'm sorry to try the beer to try these other to try these other things and to harness the, the fact that you've got a fan already they're knowledgeable about your product they will like your product they're going to recommend your product to other people and so just give them permission to say that it's okay or that it's okay to, to tell people like this other beer it's okay it's okay well i'm getting embarrassed and part of know we're dating part of that is part of that is when i say it's okay you know you have to give people permission how many artists have i hung out with over the years who think that they have to go to school who think they have to win an award or think they have to have an art opening until they're until they consider themselves an artist and the reality is you don't need an opening. You don't need a piece of paper with a degree on it. You just have to have the mindset, I am an artist, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with the with your beer promoters. Your millions of people across the, across the country or hundreds of millions of people that are around the world that you can harness to say, help my company get new fans. Right. And uh, I was kind of, sh- I was actually, uh, I wasn't shocked by the lack of that answer, but it just seemed to me to be the obvious thing. Like, like what we do on this show, you know, what do we at the, <laughs> well, we sit around and drink beer, but, but the best part <laughs> about reading this, my mind again, the best part about beer school is the homework, right? The homework <laughs> is beer. And what do we tell everybody about the homework? Don't just do the homework by yourself. Get your friends together. Get your get your buddies together and try try out the different things. Yes. To do the homework. Like what was the homework last week? Oh, this was cool homework. The homework was go to your local and enjoy a beer on beer day. Right. We had a lot of people that wrote in and said, "Thanks for telling me to go drink on a Monday." <laughs> On beer day. Thanks for reminding me it was beer day. Uh, what do I do on beer day? I don't know. Isn't every day beer day when it's beer school? Yeah, it is. Beer day. I think that's pretty much covering my list. Is it time to get out the saran and wrap it up? <laughs> I don't think we have any saran. I went to lunch with my writer yesterday. Are you interviewing a new writer? You've got no, some I really... Take, I, you know. Maybe you took my writer out. No. <laughs> my writer out? What kind of writing is that? 
All right. Fresh beer, local beer. Watch, Sounds good. Watch out for the posers. Watch out for the posers, yes. And wear your base if you get if you have to wear a baseball cap, put the brim over your nose where it belongs, not over the back of your neck. You know why? Because you turn around to talk to your friend, can cut somebody. True. That's what happened to my chin. I can't believe you tried to cut your chin off. I do it about every six months. That's funny. Local beer. You know, it should it just be a reminder whenever I really do a number on myself shaving i should just go back to bed and right off that day uh, one of the uh, one of the messages that i got in on twitter and i can't go turn to the confuser to to look it up was uh, a guy was drinking a sierra nevada in a pub in london and it looks like a really fun pub but i'm like wow it's a really long way for a sierra nevada to go uh no, they've had Sierra there for a long time. Well, I've had it on draft at the White Horse, uh-huh. but not anywhere else. I've had Anchor on draft at someplace out in Shoreditch, and I had Liberty on draft there, too. And that was, no, Liberty in Bottles. That was, like, the most exciting part of one trip. Fine, time. yeah. Oh, my God, Liberty. Oh, my God, I don't care what it costs. <laughs> I want it now. I think it was the Shoreditch Electric Works was the name of the bar. Shoreditch Electric Works. Yeah, Shoreditch. Oh, Shoreditch, not yes. Shoreditch Electric. No, Shoreditch. Hmm. Coors Light. <laughs> Seriously, after four days of big, big beer. Oh, and, and after forty years of big, big beer is what I'm the point I'm getting to. Uh, I'm going to say, what's up with San Diego and their ordinance in their city that says? If you have a pub, every beer in it must be over 8%. I doubt that's the case. Every single place we went to. We went, well, to, car, car. We went to Hamilton's. That had big beers, big Belgiums, big locals, big everything. Everything's, everything was like up. Uh-huh. And then we went to O-somethings, um, O'Brien's. Uh-huh. And that had the same thing. It was like, okay, the O... <laughs> The O is for the oh wow. There's only eights here. <laughs> and then we that went, could do damage. That could do damage. Got to watch yourself. Yeah, and uh, the Tornado, mm-hmm. the unopened Tornado had uh, less less flutter in eight. Uh huh. Nice. No charge. Nice. Yeah. And oh, the other one that was pretty amazing was the uh, Tornado twenty year anniversary beer. The Russian ri- Russian River in the bottle uh-huh. ages really well. <laughs> uh, I would assume it does. Well, six at the six month point after after the party, the beer was really funky, like it was just wrong. And I was like, "Ooh, where did the, all the tasty go? Now it's just weird. I don't like it." Somebody dumped clamato in it. Maybe. No, you can't dump Clamato in 20 anniversary. Sure you can. There's nothing oh. stopping you. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's wrong. What's the homework? Go to San Diego. Okay. Go to San Diego. No, the homework <laughs> is this. The, so the the point, I guess, of the story is that, you know, we don't often tell stories of going to other places. To sure we do. <laughs> 
don't often tell stories enough about going to other places, right? And so my experience of this, while part of it was around the craft beer uh, festival, craft beer conference, not festival, although it should be a festival. That's what they should call it. Um, and the problem, the the thing is, is that there's all these beers from all over that are being that are being brought into this. But the thing that was fun was to test test is the wrong word to try beers that were made in that region. And sometimes you're like, ooh, why would I want to? I'm like, duh, I'm here. This arrogant bastard doesn't get any better than the one that's coming out of this tap here at Stone Brewing, right? This this uh, Carl Strauss mm-hmm. doesn't get any better because it just got wheeled out of the warehouse and tapped here in this parking lot. Uh, <laughs> I like the visual. This Alesmith came from the mall over there, and in the Alesmith is actually in a mall. You know, it's like this industrial retail complex yeah. with the roll-up door in the back. Sweet. Anyway, same thing. You know, it's if you went, you know, the idea, the, the vision that everyone has is, oh my gosh, it's a finished product and it's going to, the brewery's going to be beautiful and the whole thing. Well, it's basically a guy brewing beer in a garage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not much different than the guy brewing beer in a farmhouse. True. Or a barn or a you know something else somewhere else in the world but the point is is that to go to a to a new local and try stuff out was really inspiring and it made me realize that we don't say it enough on the show which is support your local brewery support your local place right because that's the best beer that you're going to have the best freshest tastiest all the things that go with that. And meet people and talk to them about the beer. Yeah, and meet people and talk to them about the beer. You might accidentally learn something. Exactly. Well, I mean, just like this show. All the people <laughs> that I met this last week, and I'm going to say, you know, I had, a, I had a brand new box of cards, 500 cards. I think there's maybe th- 300 cards. I haven't counted them, but like most of the box is gone. Okay. So I gave, I talked to a lot of people while I was there. The fun thing about this was when I'm like, oh, I have a, I have a show about beer on iTunes and I give them the card and they're like, and they see the logo and they're like, I know the show. <laughs> it was really, it was really cool. I was very, I was inspired by that to, you know, to have somebody who was a brewer who probably, what was why would he listen to my show right because we're good because we're funny because of your writer right because of the beer we have on the show i write all my own stuff actually Uh, it's the personal masseuse that i need (laughs) what happened to the one that you had oh you had to send her back because she bite bit (laughs) kept biting she kept doing it at the right time (laughs) but that was fun and so that's the homework the homework is, and I think we've had this homework a couple of times, but... Go to your local. Go to your local. And then go again. Find something that's local at your local. And if you're at your brew pub, then, you know, get get whatever just came on tap. Ask the bartender, what's the newest beer that you have? Because there's always beers that are coming out. They're always being, you know, served from the... T- <laughs> 
No, they're coming There's out. There's always beer coming out. No, there are always beers. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, but some, some beers need a little, hap- they're happy after a little bit of a rest. That's true. Well, but the fun thing is when it's transferred from the fermenter to the, to the serving tank or to the bright tank, as they call it, and you try that beer right after that. It's all stirred up. It's all different. You'll taste it, and you're like, hmm, something's not quite right with this. Or you'll taste it like, ooh, this is really good. And then over the next two days, if you get to try that beer, you'll you'll taste how it changes, how it subsides or mellows out or, or becomes brighter. Uh-huh. Sweet. It's fun. And uh, you can only do that if you go hang out at your local often. Like we do. Not me. That's right. You mix it up. <laughs> I got to share the love. So is that it? I think so. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at the thing. Got to finish off so my course life. I'm going to say this. I have uh, a whole bunch of links and a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be on the page to see. So if you get this far... And you're looking to find out where all the stats are, the different places that I went to when I was in San Diego, the, some of the best, different beers that I tried from the that I will uh, make sure that there's gobs of gobs of lots of links. That's John's homework. Yeah, it's John's homework. <laughs> that's you know what? After out of all the things that I have to do on this job, that's the job that I hate the most. Aww. No, it's really tedious. It just takes a long time because you got to. You got to check the link to make sure you're going to the right place. Then you got to pro, you know, not like HTML is hard, but it's it's <laughs> one too many steps to do because the guy was science experiment out of control. Then you got to make sure that all the words are spell checked. Then you got to make sure all the link tags are closed. It's just like way more work than it needs to be. These things happen. They do. Now I gotta go. The sandwich kicked in. And so I'm just prolonging the agony of everyone. <laughs> this is really just let let it slowly die by the side of the road. Go out we with, could just turn go off, out with a whimper. We could just turn off the microphones and I, just I like peaking the meters, John. Okay, well, all right, here we go. Then we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is class dismissed. Missed, missed. Do we miss that? Don't know. Did the, did the kids miss us because we've been gone for a while. No, All right. we don't publish the schedule. We we're don't. not. We're not bound by rigid guidelines. Richard guidelines. We, who is Richard guidelines? Uh, who is John Galt? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, about 40 hours into the audiobook, you find out who John Galt is. <laughs> John Galt. There's a boulevard in Omaha called John Galt Boulevard. Really? Yep. Jeez. Oh, There's a radio station on it. <laughs> Isn't that dangerous? Don't cars run into the building if it's right on the street? Evidently. Or is this, it adjacent to the street? Evidently, this building hops. Hops? They're building hops. Do you know Lagunitas is uh, growing, has started their own hop field? No, really. All you have to do is read Jay Brooks, BrixtonBeerBlog.org or whatever it is. Um, yes, they've started a third of an acre of hops out in Tamales Bay. Wow. Yes. I was amazed at how many 
I went to a session on hops, and I was amazed at the number of <clears throat> new hop fields that got made this year. There was a thing in the Chronicle today the, that you can find at sfgate.com, and today's date would be April 20th. Woohoo! 420! Um, about the, the uh, baker's. The price of bread is going to be affected by the uh, grain shortages. Man, this 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 chasing this chasing the tank is really not a good idea. True, it's so, really gonna it's really gonna screw things up in the five year picture. They showed somebody at the Bodine Bakery yeah. with the wad of sourdough starter for the for the pitcher and talking about how their prices of grain for making bread are going through the roof. I hope they don't close. That no, was remember close. remember the remember the what was the what was the sourdough company that'd been around for a hundred years? Perusian? Perusian, yeah. Those it guys. was in all the airports? Yeah. That was yeah. Well, it was still old, 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 old thing. What happened to the starter? Did somebody you know did I don't know what happened to the end of Parisian. Probably well, there there's one thing until a couple of years ago you couldn't get good bread anywhere, so it, Parisian was like a, a, an amazing thing to find yeah. outside of the Bay Area. Or, who was it who talked about the 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 bread belt and the the beer belt? If you if you're in a place uh, where you can get good beer, good bread, you can get good beer too. Pete talked about that. Yes, but we actually have in one of the old shows we have the link to the to the bread belt. I don't remember which show that was. Oh, well. Oh, well. Fun stuff. I'm waiting for the kid. He's not here. Would the show usually lasts longer. His mom doesn't drop him off until like five more minutes. Oh, God. Is I bad or something? No, I'm just saying. (laughs) It's this new game. How long can I make the show go on? No, I'm not saying. See if Motor will kill himself in the studio in the chair. (laughs) Well, maybe. Do you have a kid in your pocket? No. Got to wait for the kid. John, it's your show. I'm just the talent. I just sit here quietly until, you know, I'm released. Hey, kid. Release Motor. (laughs) Uh, 